listeners and welcome to episode 73 of Board Wars Yacht.eu, your regular podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault, a miniatures game by Fantasy Flight Games. As always, uh, you have me, your primary and most important host, Stefan, but we also have other important hosts here. Uh, we have on the air again, Alistair. Nice to be back. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I'm getting into the holiday spirit and buying board games and doing good stuff. So I'm actually very fine. Thanks for asking, actually. <laughs> um, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm getting back into the painting spirit, actually. I've, I've had, a long, had a long break where I sort of paused with my painting, but uh, regional season, maybe it was the, the sign of those neon dice that just made me decide that I could do better with color. Um, so I've uh, gotten back to the painting table, which I'm looking forward to doing over December. Yeah. See, I I was I was demoing the the game on a convention in Vienna a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. not having my figures painted was 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 a very uh, it felt very bad to present it this way. But <laughs> I I mean I I'm too lazy to paint, so I can't make up my mind about that. I think some people see really well painted stuff and then say, well, if I have to do that to play it, I'm not going to bother. Um, so I've had both I've had both reactions. Although when I oh, okay. did buy my paint. Somebody did say they looked kind of like Spectre Cell colors, and, uh, and they sort, of put, they sort of put on some sunglasses and slink out of the building. There was a few purples and a few oranges in there. <laughs> okay, so we also have Isaac on the line. Hi, Isaac. Hello, hello. Uh, I How hope you're you doing? doing good, too. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you're doing good, good too. I'm very good. good, thank you. The rankings show how he's doing. <laughs> okay, we will hear about about how, how you guys rank each other uh, late in the episode. <laughs> okay, so uh, for this episode we don't have any news, so at least not that I am aware of. So there was no articles, there was nothing really newsworthy to report. I feel, but there's a lot of talk in the lead up to the there's a lot of talk in the lead up to the regional. A lot of people obviously not famous for their reading comprehension, were convinced the maps had actually rotated. And uh, so it's almost like, <laughs> almost like ghost news. Everybody, everybody thought it had happened, and nobody has... I guess getting text after text after text saying, no, I saw it, I saw it, I know there's new maps now. It's like, there isn't. Um, there yeah. isn't, there isn't. It's actually not sure is rotating in. It's not even a guarantee. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kenny said it on, the, on his show, we, we yeah. said it last episode, I'm actually very certain that it will it will not be lawful now, but be, we'll see. Yeah, mm. I mean, I'm fine with lawful as long as they fix the spire. Cause, cause yeah, it's running ranges. I, I think I that's love more lawful. work than than you think it is. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they've got a lot of options, but I don't think uh, I don't think they can afford to have that not be a illegal map. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, I rotating that one spot might be. A- what they what they can do is they can uh, do the the, the mall map first and then in the meantime errata the or I do some additional additional release map. of the rules for the spire and then do lawful so oh. you still have a, the you still have both of these maps uh, in rotation but just in the in a different order i can well, see that just yeah. as we're jumping into it it's false news does anybody have the lawful map in no nope. did, did, did stores do. anywhere it, it did hit stores in the states people actually have it in their hands because of course yeah. for europe we always you know we're in a you know, yeah, I tried. To, I tried buying it a few weeks ago from the from Philibert, uh, um, a French distributor, but they didn't have it, so I didn't order any because I don't usually order a yearly it. world's trip has been able to keep me ahead of the map game, and this is the first time I feel completely behind on both that, and I'm still waiting yeah. for still waiting for a um, the Tarkin one to come through. Um, 
Kind of got got built that one. Got building that one down to a fine science. Um, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, building no, the map. It's just it's just convenient having the maps, right? It's not it's not that it takes too much time to build them. At least for me, I can I can build them actually very fast if I prepare for it. So I, I'm not that is that discouraged. It's just uh, the, the 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 mats are just flat on the on the ground and it's they feel nice, so it's more convenient. So it's a, it's a wear and tear issue as well. I mean, they're, they're, also yeah, yeah. some tiles that exactly. are so popular that they are on such and and I have the horrible thing where a friend of mine. I was selling just a core box owner, and he's like, I've got a second core box. Great. But I wanted some replacement. And, and um, now I have my nice tiles and my rough tiles. And if you think that but I bring my nice take? tiles at the skirmish games, no, I only play my rough tiles because I want to keep my, <laughs> my nice tiles for, you know, when I have fancy company. You know, if I'm oh, having like a fancy party the, and I want to have the nice tiles. So I actually it's have for nice tiles now. special friends. Yeah. <laughs> I ever have, like, you know, Fine, fine dining in an Imperial Assault party that I've been, of my dreams I've been planning. I'm going to have the nice, the nice tiles, the nice doors to the side. To the side. Okay, so um, we do have no news, this but we news. have a little bit of... <laughs> sorry? This is not news. This is just... This is not news. news. <laughs> we <don't, they, laughs> should make it the rumor corner when there's no news. Yeah. So there is... There's a little bit of community watch to do. First of all, uh, I have to... 50, I have to note down the time. And... Um, we have two items here. First is um, there's a new uh, YouTube video on how to actually play Imperial Assault over Vassal. Vassal is a board game engine where people can write plugins and play their favorite board games online through this program. And you can create game rooms and invite other people to play with you. And it's seamless. It's not that hard to use. Um, but it can be a bit intimidating to use it for Imperial Assault when you're not familiar with it. So I, I made a program now years ago, <laughs> it's actually years ago, uh, detailing on how to actually get started with Imperial Assault and Vassal, but it's, it's grown old. There are a bit inaccuracies in there. So, uh, Brett, uh, who runs, uh, rollfordamage.net, he's writing articles there and doing good stuff. He made a video on how to play Imperial Assault over Vassal where to get the files, how to set it up, what are the, the major short, keyboard shortcuts you want to use to speed up your play. So if you want to get into the action, which might also relate to the to the second part we're going to talk about in Community Watch, if you want to play Imperial Assault online via Vassal, which is the majority of action you get online, then you should watch the video. Uh, it's linked in the show notes, like always. And have a good time there. I'll leave Brett a, a hi from us and uh, give him a thumbs up on the video and everything will be good. So with that being said, now you, you would be ready so to play... So much jealousy in the subtext there. Just what? listeners, <laughs> if, you were, if you were feeling seething envy there, you were not the only one. That was just... All the nice words you said, Stefan, and I can just tell you feel your video has been outshone. I mean, my video was first, so... Yeah. <laughs> we have you're, you're, at you're least ghost, that ghost Yoda. He's Ray. Just get used to it. <laughs> okay, so um, since you're ready now to play Imperial Assault online, why doesn't Isaac take over and tell us what you can actually do with that? Alrighty. Well, Zion's Finest, uh, another Imperial Assault podcast, they have just launched their Zion's Finest Imperial Assault Federation. What that is, is that it's an awesome, awesome way to get games in over Vassal. So essentially, there's a um, Google Excel um, form, um, which should be linked in the show notes. And essentially, they can register your name, your Slack name if you're on there, your Vassal name, which you probably should be on, uh, and your Board Wars Discord name. 
and then from there, um, basically you can get games in on Vassal. Um, but rather than just getting one-off games, which you then just either write into your notebook mm -hmm. or just forget about, you then actually track your score. So essentially there are currently four different um, leagues. I wouldn't say leagues, but four different tiers. So we have heavyweight, which means basically the top tier lists are there. So you can have anything you want in in those. Um, as long uh, as it's a legal list, right? So you, exactly. you can't play anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but yeah, exactly. There's, there are no banned cards, essentially. So you, um, you, everything is legal. So you can run that um, and try test yourself out against some of the best players around the globe, which is great. Then we have the middleweight division. And that's an interesting one. Um, there we have some banned cards, which is Rogue Smuggler, the Han fix, driven by Hatred, the Vader fix, and Focus on the Kill, the IG fix. They are banned, along with Spectre Cell, which is good, and the Mercenary Temporary Alliance. So removing all those together should allow for a little more open list building, but still keep the competitive taste of it. So if you want to get some competitive games in, but you don't want, like going up against Spectre Cell, you don't like going up against Vader, you don't like going up against Han Rangers, this would be the one for you. Then thirdly, we have a fun one. Um, it's That one is the meme gene. Uh, because division. remember, the other two are work. It's my league. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so what we have on here is that, just like before, all those queen fixes are banned. But your list has to include one of the following figures. We have Fen Cygnus, Biv Bodrick, Verena Talus, Boba Fett, Dengar, and Lee Twomper, the Royal Guard Champion, General Vice, General Sorin, Kane Somos, ATST, or Garkin. So essentially, it's all of the bad stuff. Just, yeah, exactly. So one, one of the let's not call it bad. Let's call it less than optimal figures. Underused, venerated, exactly. historical. Exactly. So that is going to be an, an a hilarious way to get in some really, really fun games. Then we have one fourth and final, which is tag team, and this hasn't really been done before. But essentially, it's um, team play. So it's a two v two skirmish, four player map all the normal rules, but that's never really had a place in Vassal before. Um, so that, I mean, all four of those tiers, if you, if you, if you want to get into the game, um, or are into the game, it is, for one, a great way to learn the game, but also a great way just to get in games with friends or meet new friends. And yeah, it, I, I can honestly see this growing a lot. Currently we have 13 people signed up, but it only, it only started a few days ago, so I'm definitely expecting it to uh, fluctuate a lot. So yeah. yeah, if you're interested in Vassal and Imperial Assault, then there's nothing I would recommend more than this. It looks awesome. Well, one thing I've I've seen every time you know Leaguer know is that if you ever uh, pop it online and just say I'm looking for somebody to show me the ropes, uh, whether or not you've seen Stefan's excellent video or the you know Young Whippersnapper's new version, um, it's it's very easy to get somebody to to sort of talk you through it, which is good. I think the thing that um, is important to note is that you want to build your list in advance, either via list builder or somewhere, just so you actually know what you're trying to drag out, because it does slow down the start of the game when you're sort of dragging cards around, and, and if you you can actually save your lists in advance, have them ready to go, and that presumably is a... That, that's what really helps to be able to get a bunch more games in. And here's my question, though, about the Vassal League, Isaac. One of the things I found that my practice really um, fell, falls down on whenever I play Vassal is that the people often don't play the clock. Uh, in your experience, are people good about you know putting time management, clock management in? Because I think if there's um, one thing that's very different about Vassal to real life play, especially mm. in regionals, 
is uh, clock management, which is actually a really important thing to at least be aware of, even if you don't want to play it to your advantage. For sure. Um, I mean, a lot of people um, don't like playing with clock, which, you know, is completely fine. Um, most people, um, I mean, whether you're looking for games on uh, the Discord server or the Slack channel, usually you can ask them for a timed game, especially with, you know, a big season coming up, like regionals, nationals, or even worlds or continentals. Um, usually there will be people who are willing to pay, play a timed game. What I would recommend, though, is... I mean, personally, I prefer sticking within the 65-minute time limit, just because that that keeps it consistent. A lot of people will do 75 minutes, just because it's facile. And, you, c- you know, if uh, internet problems happen, you know, it, it happens to the best of computers. So I, I would probably do that, especially if you're just starting out with um, uh, Vassal. Um, well, go for 75 and then migrate for, to 65 from there. That's interesting you say that, because I just think... I don't play nearly as much as you, but I feel most of my Vassal games go to a much higher round count than the ones that actually had uh, tournament play. And I, it's thrown me here and there. Now, you've certainly done it more than me, but, but I've sometimes found that my vassal practices led me to believe I'm going to have more time because it does go so quickly, just because things sort of click around the board and you can get through it rather fast. So it's something that I've certainly kept an eye on. That said, in, in a Spectre um, environment, we'll talk about it you know, when we get to this, it, it's not... It, I haven't seen so many one, two-point swings, but... I think when we talk about the regionals, we'll, we'll discuss a few very close games that came down to clock, and uh, I think that would be uh, something to keep in mind. It, it'll never really be... Vassal is wonderful, but it never really fully um, captured the, the stuff that comes from dealing with the physical. Um, no, no, for sure. But that means it's same, same, but different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Are you going to join us, Captain? Also... Sorry? Are you going to join us in tier, in tier 4 in the funny group? Uh, or maybe in, in the tier three? Do, do you mean do you mean the meme league or the the all of them. league? I can see your no, name against I, each of them. I I consider joining the meme league just because I want <laughs> to run something really wacky. Like uh, I mean, I don't I, I can't run only uh, Jedi's, which is also kind of a meme list. But I might be able to do something like uh, Weiss and an ATST and uh, maybe some some EWEBs or something like that. We'll see. No. Uh, also, just, for, just one final thing I want to add in. Um, it isn't official yet, but there there are plans in the work for basically a, a fifth um, division, and essentially what that one entails is faction restrictions are no more. So you could play fixed Vader with fixed Han if you want. You could play Vader and Weiss with MHD and stuff like that. Um, so that I mean, even only that once it gets implemented, which I'm assuming is going to happen in, in the next few months. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's, uh, I mean, it sounds like a dream come true, but the lists in there will be so horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be absolutely I mean, brutal. I mean, healing healing Vader with MHD, that sounds like something you don't want to see. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, if people are interested in playing Imperial Assault... Sorry, my, my cat is going all over the place now. Uh, if people are interested in playing Imperial Assault online... Mostly the skirmish parts. Then Vassal is the the thing to do to do it with, and the set of uh, the Science Finest Federation is probably the place to do it at. So people should get on it, and you can get the link to how to play and where to play in the show notes, like always. Okay, I, I've probably said this on this podcast before, but I I one hundred percent attribute my first national win and my incredibly you know minor celebrity status in this in this industry to the, board, to the board wars tournament that was the first vassal i played which was uh, shortly before four nationals that was 
that was the uh, experience that helped uh, you know make for better. And if it weren't for terrible luck, um, Isaac's uh, vassal practice would have lent, rendered him to be the uh, nationals. But unfortunately, it's still a luck game, and I can I can still steal one from there. But uh, but if you do enjoy the uh, tournament scene. Vassal, despite what I just said about the timing thing, it is the best way to get ready. Yes, for sure. Because, uh, I, I mean, I was about, um, I, I would probably say, an average player um, before Vassal, but once you told me to get on Vassal, um, which was, I think that was over a year ago now, because it was mm-hmm. just before Nationals 2017. Uh, but since then, I mean... Well, I had some reservations about telling a 14-year-old child who I didn't know too well to join an internet community, so... <laughs> I, there was, I was checking myself a little bit, but I did suggest that this was something that... You know, now, you come on so far, so... <laughs> you're, t- you're teaching indeed, the young indeed. kids now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> indeed. But yeah, it, was, it is, uh, it is uh, definitely the... I'll continue to say it was the secret to doing well. And when we come to the regional talk, I think a, a lack of... Uh, vassal discipline is probably what led to me um, flying a little bit too high with a list I didn't know as well as I'd like to. But let's <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Speaking of sp- staying tuned, uh, I think that's all we have for Community Watch, which brings us straight into uh, game discussion. There's also no rules clarification because, mostly because Pazi isn't here with us today uh, because it's Finnish Independence Day. So, happy Independence Day to all the Finns out there. Absolutely. And usually Pazi is driving the rules clarification side, so there's nothing here for you this week. But we go to game discussion, and the first thing we're going to talk about is the recently held UK regionals. And since I wasn't there, but the other two guys were, I think they're <laughs> going to take over and tell us all about it, right? Absolutely. Well, so. I'll, I'll give the, 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 the short version and then leave the eyes the longer. Isaac was there for... About two, about a third longer than I was, if that makes it very clear. Um, <laughs> it was actually a very well attended event, which was great. I think you know, there there was a bit of um, built up excitement about it. And I think speaking to the way the UK has sort of treated the the new meta, um, it's it's not it's not all good news. Because I think some people uh, approach with some trepidation about the the sort of the spectre dominance. Um, so there was actually a really healthy amount of creativity on display. People who uh, came in with with different ideas. Uh, wanted to sort of see if they could bring something against. I, I myself had been practicing in the lead up and had been playing Spectre and, and winning, um, but just it, ha- it hasn't yet really felt like something I wanted to try. I go to enough regionals that I'm sure I'll do Spectre at one of them, but uh, I wanted to try something a little bit different. I think the field was about just under fifty percent Spectre. Maybe um, well yeah, exactly. Percent. Yeah, I think we had about six out of fourteen or something. So. Mm. And we'll come back to this, maybe, because I don't want to harbor the... There were still people who felt that was too much. And I think that that's, that's unfortunately... That's actually uh, fine. I mean, 6 well, of 14 is not e- that bad. Exactly. I think, I think it just speaks to, and it's a, sort of a psychological effect here, which is hard to say, is that there's, there's actually no level of, of too few Spectre for some people. Um, which... So, speaking of, speaking of all of this, do you think that uh, this is a result of people not playing Spectre because they tried it and they found weakness with it? Or that some people don't want to play Spectre because they don't like how it plays and they want to play lists that are more engaging. I mean, Spectre is very engaging, Mm. but lists that have more of a different feel than Spectre. Did you talk to the players why they played their list and not Spectre? Yeah, there there were only a few um, strange faces to me personally. I don't see what Isaac's chats are as well, but but, uh, it was was actually one of the things that I'm, I'm, uh, you know, um, most... uh, 
disappointed about, even even in my in myself at the regional, was that there was only one or two people I didn't know. One of them was playing Spectre, did did well because Spectre can can do well, and it's it's if it, it it is probably the least welcoming I've ever been, which is to say only very welcoming as opposed to extremely welcoming, because it's probably the least <laughs> welcoming I've been to a face I didn't know, only because it was uh, a very frustrating, extremely near um, near loss. Uh, yeah. To somebody who didn't quite know the rules, and it, what was so frustrating about it was that there was this part of my brain going, "This is exactly what Spectre is here for. Uh, this has got somebody yeah. uh, willing to drive. This person is doing better than they thought, and they are here in general." But there is something that let's call it an allergy that not everybody has. Um, you either you either react to it or you don't. There are, there were a number of people there, which I'm I'm unfortunately too in that group. I have to spend a lot of time trying to not be in that group. Who just find the experience of playing either as or against Spectre just it it, it it's it, it's draining is the best way to say it. it just sort of feels in the process of the game to be it feels uh, empty. hugely hugely different from the the experience that I that I I've had elsewise and I think a number of the people who um, very good players who can get uh, a little salty a little over dramatic I have a theater background I can get a little dramatic myself um, I, I I tend to be much better a couple of hours afterwards but in the moment. It can just feel that the uh, the the lack of creativity that's on display. Um, so it's an anecdote just from about the midpoint. Um, guy I lost to at the in the last round playing Spectre, very good player actually, running the uh, running one of the next regionals. Actually, very very sweet guy. He was very kind the whole way through. I ended up sort of this is me admitting me at my worst moment. I sort of said, where did he feel his creativity was in the list? Because I said like, where, where's the where's your idea here? Am I playing against you or am I playing against? The designers deciding they wanted a Disney team, and this is this is salty. <laughs> this is, this is a, well, exactly. team. of course. I mean, I thought <laughs> I thought good. in the moment I sounded like Oscar Wilde, but in the, it probably I, I actually, if you were in there in the room, I would have seemed like an absolutely petulant shit who is uh, having trouble with his his loss. But that, if you ask me, is uh, where the um, the difficulty lies. Now, the truth is, there's an inferiority complex there as well, though, because people want myself, especially, want creativity. But people like Isaac and others are showing that, that it, it's doable. In fact, the results, which we'll get to later, is it does show that it's it is in no way uh, dominated in the way that some of us really feared it would be, uh, or, or 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 a dead game. The point I made earlier about how some people, um, you know, sort of were ready to be complaining about Spectre Spell, no matter how how few they were in attendance. It's it's something I think that I've said this before as well. I work. I have to work hard. I probably have to work harder. To not let the prevailing narrative be, ugh, Spectre, every time. And to not give people a hard time for playing Spectre because they want to win or they want to, they want to like. Or for even making sort of subtle, backhanded questions about people's you know, capacity for creativity. It is tempting. It is uh, it's easy to be bitter about it. But if you look at the evidence, not least which the people who were playing were not the majority, um, the fact that people who are, you know, Clever people we enjoy playing with, like Isaac and others, have found a number of ways that the list is probably, as the designers intended, strong but not unbeatable. Um, you just need to get over yourself. And I'm in, I'm about halfway through that process right now. Process which started actually right after nationals. Isaac and I, have, so I'm, I'm still in recovery for for being on my journey to being acceptance with, with Spectre. But like I said, I, I think that um, this is, this has gone off rules and, and play. I don't know if this is interesting to anybody but me, but there's. It bothered me that some people were sort of feeling like they wanted to throw down their cards and leave the game. And it bothered me that I sort of felt like I was feeling them until I got home and thought about it and sort of looked at some 
painting and the, the campaign side and, and sort of got over it. But it, it, there's one thing I will say for Inspector, it, it conjures high emotions. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see through the rest of the regional season um, how some of those people who are not quite as diehard as Eisgai or you will react to it as it, you know, as, as we go through what feels like the first proper competitive season with Spectre in. It must, must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's been, there's been nothing since, um, apart from a few, few kits, it's uh, really, you know, so. Oh, God, that was, that was a lot. Isaac, counter me. Tell me, tell me I'm doing something else. But that, that was sort of uh, the soft side of what I felt the, about the regional. Yeah. So before we get into the games, uh, do you want to talk about the venue? Where where was it? Uh, was it nice there? Was it cold? Was it? <laughs> it was actually a really nice place. Yeah, um, on, go ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, personally, it was uh, it was up in Derby, um, which is a real nice place uh, of the UK. So it was nice to get out of London and see some nature for once. Um, All this green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's green in the world. Um, but yeah. Um, personally, it, it was, um, I thought it was pretty well run. Um, the organizer wasn't an Imperial Soul player, as far as I know, but he definitely handled it well. Um, it, it was really nice because it was, the store was in a quite a remote area. So, um, essentially they charged us 20, 20 pounds, uh, for a ticket, but then, um, they had free food there, which was really nice of them. Uh, because usually in a lot of regionals, they'll charge you 20 or 25. And then once lunch comes, they'll be like, okay, get the heck out of my store and <laughs> go get yourself some food. Um, so yeah, it was, for me, it's probably one of the one of the best regionals uh, I've been to. And that was not just because of the outcome. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, I mean, the way it was run, um, how how great everyone was there, the chats and everything. It was, it, it was definitely a very nice introduction in, personally, my favorite season of the year. I, th- I think also, I think if you're playing the game long like us as well, you, you maybe start seeing some of the familiar uh, venues. So the fact that a new venue in the UK was giving it a exactly. shot. So so we can really recommend, Isaac, what is the name? We really need to drop the name for us this to be uh, good Boards and Swords. Boards and Swords in Derby. If you were in Derby and you want to check out a I shop, I seem they... to remember the name from somewhere. Yeah, do they have they... an online store too? They... Pretty sure they do, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they do. And they lots of uh, board and train space. As it happens while we were there, there was a Legion uh, event, probably a regional going on as well. But uh, yes. yeah, if you were you know in that area and looking for a good shop that could be a good community shop, I think the staff impressed us. The uh, the store mm. itself was a great location. So, so yeah, very much a, a strong recommend, I think. Uh, other, for sure. Other, other regionals um, will be vying to, to top that one. Um, that said, this year in the UK, I, I think I can say this very honestly, everybody who's won a regional that I'm aware of uh, is, this was the only one that was an unknown. I mean, people work hard to make an IA regional a really good one. And I think if you went to yeah. Curtin or Patriot Games or Folkestone, um, you were going to find um, a good IA season to come. So, hope yes. to see you guys there. Thanks, Spectre sure. Aura. Okay, so, games. All right, do you want to go over your games at all, Laster? Oh, well, enough of me for a bit. You, you, you talk a bit about your list, I'll talk about mine, and then we can do, you do games. So. All right, cool. Are you running? Um, so yeah, the list I was running, um, to, <laughs> no surprise most likely, um, Han Rages. Um, once Lothal had dropped, I, along with pretty much the entire community, just took one look at Spectre Cell and all the new cards and said, okay, well, bye-bye Han Rangers. Um... And so for the last uh, couple of months, I had been um, just playing other lists, Vader Palp Thrawn, Scum VP, even Spectre Cell. Um, I just couldn't really find, I just didn't find them as fun as I did find Han Rangers. So essentially, uh, I got the idea then 
what if Han Rangers actually still works? And uh, and this was before you know Alphonse, Alfonso <laughs> won French nationals with Han Rangers. That was before I took it to Nordics and everything. So everyone still thought it was dead. Um, I can vouch for that. Thank you. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was putting uh, messages around saying, "This is this is what you get for trying to keep it secret when you knew you, when you knew you were onto something." This is like somebody who, this is like somebody who makes an invention in their basement. And you know, starts, starts looking around, just waits a little bit too long until somebody else comes out with it. You, uh, yeah, you definitely yeah, exactly. were the first person to mention it to me being back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I started playing it against friends, um, trying it against Spectacell, Vader Hub Thrawn, ScumVP. ScumVP is what this list uh, suffers against the most. But it does well against Spectacell, and it does well, very well against Vader Hub Thrawn. The thing with this, with Spectacell is that you, to play Han Rangers effectively, you need to know exactly where you want to stand because round one deployment will make or break your game with hunt rangers if your rangers aren't in the right spot they can't they don't have that level of control over the entire map so it's all about finding those right spots where you want your rangers because two focus rangers with just a few cards and you know with hera you can kill any member of spectre cell it's not a guarantee but it's very close to a guarantee with your rerolls hera and one command card with two focuses it's very easy. Um, so the full list was Han Rangers, um, Royal Cat Package, which is 3PO, Gideon, Hera, and R2, along with two regular smugglers and Balance, no, not Balance, uh, Rebel High Command uh, for some extra card draw. Because previous to this, I ran um, no R2, and I had an extra smuggler, so I had three smugglers, along with uh, Balance of the Force. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. The problem is, if you're going to beat Spectre, when they're just rushing into your face, you need all of your cards in hand immediately. So, in yeah. my opinion, R2 and um, High Command is is vital. Also, I think R2 is a little bit more sturdy against uh, Chopper's exactly. uh, Terminal Shock. Uh, instead of, like, putting a Smuggler there, you have to you have to burn a card or an officer. the first time he's going to hurt, right? So Precisely, right. yeah. yeah. And, and again, um, you know, even with Spectre Cell, even, even with sort of attacks coming out of your ears... What is still very strong about R2 is how unattractive a target he is. Um, <laughs> I think if you're running around with Vader, I've, I've considered um, the, you know, the choking on, on R2 to try to get through to him, but most of the time when I've done it, I've regretted it, because you either invest in unbreakable damage to get him, or you um, actually take a swing and maybe you get lucky. But the, your opponent has really lost so little, um, yes. uh, whereas a soft activation is actually really strong. Exactly. Yeah. And especially on top with his recover action, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. He can survive up to three or even four rounds of chopper shocks, which is amazing. How, how does he survive four? With re recover? Yeah, exactly. So basically, okay, yeah. round one, he takes all three. Round two, he recovers one, takes another two. Um, and then he recovers one. Right, he can heal himself. I forgot this. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. So every right. round he's, that's, that's or nearly every round, he's... You know, healing himself for damage and drawing cards. That's amazing. Great. Yeah, very, very really good, good straight counter. Wow. Yes, definitely okay, the so best I'd, terminal city in the spe game. Speaking of speaking of um, knowing uh, where you want to stand, uh, can you untangle the Tarkin initiative mess with the the Han Rangers for us? Alrighty. <laughs> so essentially, I mean, because because I, I figure for for most Isley, you wanna you wanna. Not go to the doors with the rangers, but maybe with Han and the rangers like stay in the back from from your deployment area, so uh, they have long lines of sight. Yes. And on on new screw, there isn't any. I think 
playing the map like you hide behind the walls and pop out and shoot. And that's pretty easy. But Tarkin is totally different, right? I mean... Yeah, exactly. Tarkin is definitely um, uh, an interesting one, to, to be sure. And it took me a, quite a while until I managed to crack the code. The thing is, against Spectre Cell especially, and this is what I'm going to make most of my comparisons against, you, basically, um, because before, the spec, before Spectre Cell, your list um, was viable if you could kill Vader. Now it's viable if you can stand up to Spectre Cell. Hunt Rangers can do that, but there's one way to do it, and one way only. You need to make sure that you contest both of the, of the lanes, round one. What I mean by contest is that your rangers oh. need to be able to shoot down any of them. So if he opens any of his doors, they will be taking three ranger shots and two hunt shots. Guaranteed. Okay. That is, that is basically the only way to make them work. And the way I do it, um, obviously there can be some other ways to do this, but I've managed to do that because obviously I have Hera. So... Essentially, I want one straight line at the very bottom of my deployment zone of rangers. That will allow them to go the one, two, three, shoot one back, one, two, three, shoot one back, in both sides. So, okay, yeah, so regardless yeah. of whichever deployment zone they're in, um, they can shoot in the top hallway with um, uh, you know the treehouse and everything. They can also shoot the terminal hallway. That is so vital. If you can't do that, it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to recover from that because they're just going to immediately go to the one you can't get to. And then you've lost a whole round of attacks because basically you need to kill at least one Spectre Cell member every round. Round one, you have to kill someone. And, it, and if you can't, that means that they're holding back and that's very good for you. So if they're pushing forwards, you need to kill someone, essentially. Okay. Um, so you, you hide behind between the, the two doors with the range, rangers, power them up. And as soon as he's, he's opening one of his doors, you open the same door, pop out, shoot, pop back again. Exactly. It's, is, is that the plan? Okay, yeah, okay. Exactly. But and you can do this you, you can do this because you have a, a lot more activations than the Spectre player, right? You have y yes, yes, eight? yes, yes, yes. You have eight, eight, right? Yeah, exactly, eight, which is also why it's so good against Vader Hulk Throne. You're guaranteed last activation against Vader yeah. Hulk Throne. You're guaranteed yeah, last activations nice. against most scummy appealists. Uh, a lot of Spanish players I know, they're running nine activation scum lists, which sucks for Han Rangers. <laughs> but, um, but I haven't come across them in tournaments yet, so I don't know how big they are in the meta. If Han Rangers becomes a big thing, which, you know, it definitely could become between uh, now a national win and a regional win, um, I'm not sure. They might come back. Um, but that's a lot of soft activations against Spectre Cell, which suddenly turns down the viability even more. So, you know. Uh, I'm not sure how that will sort itself out, but that remains for the future to see. Okay, so uh, about games, uh, Alistair, did you, did you already tell us your list? I don't, I don't think no, so, so I, I was running uh, what I saw, I played against Avidas at um, the uh, Nationals in the Nordics, which was a, probably I, I didn't actually copy his command list, and I think I may have made some swaps, but it was Thrawn Palp. Uh, Vader. The Who's the boss list I heard described, which I think is a great way of naming it. Um, and I put two officers, two uh, generic death troopers, um, Zillow, Unshakable, and I had that or that was enough. Because what I did not have, and I feel I might have missed, was um, cross-training. And I also did not choose to do heavy armor. Um, both of which Know, for reasons, um, but I was playing a version that I felt I'd be comfortable with with Vader, which was uh, Parting Blow Vader, um, with uh, the support that comes from Palpatine and Thrawn, 
And to be perfectly honest, I played against some good players and some poor players. Uh, oh, sorry, some new players uh, who were missing some pretty obvious rules. But I struggled for my 2-2 two, two, uh, ranking. My two wins were extremely close. One against a guy who was playing uh, with a couple of Ugnots. So my officers really struggled. Uh, Ugnot Iggy. So my officers were easily cleared off. Uh, very close winning against Triss. And a uh, game against Spectre where on Tarkin, and I liked this guy a lot. He was playing for the first time. He sent Ezra down to collect the bottom weapon. He sent Kanan around, sort of keeping him out of the game for two 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 um, turns. And even then, I only won, um, barely, with like one health left on Vader after killing everyone but Sabine. Uh, it is extremely hard work. Um, and this guy was attacking everybody in the wrong direction. And even then, it was that close. Really, really that. So uh, that that's a sign of a lack of practice, for one. Uh, my other games were against a Spectre Cell who was well played and rolled well, and it was just absolute wipeout. And a very interesting game against Ollie, who was playing um, Chewy uh, Jin, and we'll, we'll come back to that. So, so there was some fun being played. Um, in that game, I think actually we both had some very good and some very poor luck. Uh, so I, I rolled the dreaded damage, damage surge with Vader on somebody who I really needed to surprise and kill. But at the same time, he took a long time to try to kill Thrawn. Um, so I, we both had good, very good luck and uh, sort of missed opportunities. Um, but unfortunately, uh, come the end of the game, I just wasn't able to do enough with Vader to come around uh, Tress, Jin, and Chewie, who were able to be more effective. And I really like that, and I think it sort of speaks to Isaac's game against uh, Drock at the Nationals, that you come against people who've played the game quite a lot, or practiced quite a lot, and if you come with something different, um, to a degree, uh, there's, some very, there's some real power creep in the cards, but you actually can wrongfoot people, uh, especially Isaac, who uh, just describing his sort of lane strategy. Uh, this works because somebody who practiced a long time will see a lot of the same uh, sort of list and strategy. If you change that... Um, list in any fundamental way you have a you have a good chance of surprising um which is which is definitely what we've seen both at nordics and again with ollie's performance at this regional i've very admired his tress and chewy list and love to hear how it went on some of his other matches so yeah that was me i i played the the vader uh list with unshakable and i don't know if people who play it more often would say this is definitely the case but i found it it um it put far too much pressure on vader to be the performer which is is uh, which is pressure he already has. But when I played Vader with Jets back when I think Jets were slightly more viable, you basically had Vader as a, a real terror. Um, but the Jets could do a lot of work once Vader was dead or if they if they were ignored. Um, whereas I think the way I was playing Vader Pom uh, Thorn Palp, um, I struggled to make Palpatine or Thrawn as threatening as uh, Jets. So that was. Uh, that was sort of my experience today. So I don't think I'll come back to that. Not only have I played quite a lot of Vader, I've generally done best with Imperials, but I think uh, for for the new year, I'll be trying some, some different stuff out. Okay, so uh, I, I wanted to... I had have, I have played with a similar list against Spectre. Between, before we started our offline campaign, I played four or six games against a friend uh, during our offline time window. And I played with different lists, and two of the games were also with... Unshakable Vader, Thrawn, uh, no Palp, but like troopers, or uh, death troopers and riot troopers, but pretty, not really, very similar, but also pretty similar. 
So I, the problem I think is that you can't afford to lose either Vader or Palp, and both of them are weak against most of what Spectre can put out. So that's what I you I had uh, I was reluctant to 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 put both of them near to the front, and both of them need to be near to the front. Uh, Palp, so he can give the the attack to anyone else. Mostly Vader or the ATTP I had within the list. Uh, or Vader, who needs to do his, at least a joke and his end of round attack if possible. So I've, I felt, I felt very vulnerable with both of these pieces, even though they have good defense and good health against, uh, Spectre, because Spectre can do so much damage in yeah. such, such little time frame. That's, so I well, think Vader had a, Vader this had a wonderful a window as a choke turret where you'd pay all that money for Vader with his parting blow and his extra attack, but you'd actually just use yeah. him for two chokes around. It was a, it was a very viable strategy. I think one of the reasons that's yeah. much harder now is, is Spectre is, has brought back Recover in a really fun way. So there's actually yeah. uh, three of the six figures uh, have a means of recovering. Choking does nothing against Spectre. Well, no, again, the, it does, against the big pieces. It doesn't do, it doesn't do nothing because you, know, you can get out into Chopper or something, but I think in the game that I barely, barely won against Spectre, um, I killed uh, Chopper early, then got Hera, then got Zeb, uh, all of whom, not before they got to do much, but every, anything, but before they got to do much, and um, was able to get extra parting blows and surprises off on Ezra, again, back down to an in inexperienced player. But the difficulty was that um, just there's... Even with that, uh, I would have needed just to add up all the damage necessary. Vader would have really needed to continually hit, hit, hit for such great success. So, so I don't know. I'd, I wish I'd watched more of Avidas's games. I wish I'd talked to him a bit more about uh, how he's how he played it and how he found it. Because I bet you there was something I was sort of missing. But I found that um, some of the things that took me to Nationals' victory with Vader have just fundamentally changed about the game. Um, and that's okay. It just means learning a new meta, but it is very, very much a uh, a, a different way of playing now. Um, which is odd, too, because you, you play Thrawn, and you sometimes tell yourself, well, I didn't kill the right cards. Sometimes that's true, but I think in the game that I lost to Spectre abominably, I killed off um, Rebel Graffiti, which, you know, anybody would be thrilled to see gone. Uh, but it just meant that everybody else survived and did, did an incredible job of just... Uh, Killing me off, so you know, <laughs> it, it is. You you have to be able to. What I what I think any ranged list, whether it be weak weak ways and Iggy or others, uh, will benefit from is that you sort of have this much damage that needs to be done to Spectre quickly. And with Vader, if they're even half competent getting out of Vader's way, uh, they can just reduce the amount of damage you can do. I think massively. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, miss, yeah. I'm missing something there a little bit. Um, but I'm gonna give that give that a bit of a break. Um, I would like to see how the ATTP does uh, up against it if, if if played well, but yeah, it, not not much better. I think mm. uh, the problem is that the Pierce two is is nice. Uh, he doesn't have Pierce three, but the <laughs> dice aren't on this good, and you can attack twice, but you so I but the attacks are not as strong. So I played with the um, the list I had was uh, Palp, Fron, ATTP. Uh, two, uh, so one regular riot group, mm -hmm. and I think one elite, uh, one elite, uh, what's it called, uh, death trooper, mm -hmm. and I think two officers. And what, what's really, what's really, uh, I played an Oost crew, both 
ma- matches, I think. And what's really important is that uh, Ezra came up and force pulled Palp out, out of position, attacked him with pommel, and Specter Cell with the Specter Cell attack, he used Sap and attacked the Vader. Uh, attacked Palp too, mm-hmm. and Palp survived with one health. Mm-hmm. Retreated, gave the attack to the ATTP, of course. Uh, and then I, then I played um, Second Chance on Palp, which I had. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very close and very frightening. But had he dealt one more damage, my list would basically fall apart. My, my loss at this Thrawn... was to a pummel, a Kanan pummel, just because I didn't get yeah. quite enough done to him and yeah. I ended up next to him, so... The, the pummel, the pummel is really, really strong with the pierce three, and with a good roll and with re rolls, this is, <laughs> it's amazing. And turn a die to any and, side. Sorry. And turn a die to any side. Yeah, that of course, yeah. Absolutely. And <laughs> so that's that's why I feel. And Silo didn't do anything. I mean, it prevented two damage, but two damage from he dealt twelve damage in total. Two damage of this is, isn't that much of a difference, right? In this case, it was the difference between Pelp dying and not dying. But there's nothing. He, he could have he could have rolled one dice on Zep better, and all of this would have been for naught. I would have ex- exhausted Silo. I would have been down one very important activation, one one attack with the ATTP, and one. So that's well, as as ever, the op- the opportunity we have here is to ask the expert because we have anecdotal evidence, whereas. Uh... Isaac is basically big data as far as this is concerned. So Isaac, <laughs> when you've seen it played well, how have what has been the secret to to good Vader Palp Thrawn play, either against Spectre or el- elsewise? Because that is what I saw as what I recognized as the trouble I was having with it. How do the better players get around that um, that vulnerability? Basically, um, they they fr- from what I've seen, they rarely leave their deployment zone. They they box up so that as soon as Spectre's help com- comes. Mm-hmm. Um, Palpatine will be pushing out a lightning, a token, and making Vader attack again. Vader will attack several times. Mm. It basically it requires very conservative play. I don't want to say Han Rangers style mm-hmm. conservative, but it, it's not far from because you need to stay back, take the chokes you can, yeah. um, while they close in. Because once they do close in, they they can't move in all figures at the same time. I mean they. They, they can, they can try, but I mean, then Thrawn's getting extra attacks round one, the Death Troopers, I mean, mm. we've often joked about the Death Troopers' attacks, but I mean, they, they do something, and something is, There's you know, swinging, something, yeah. against Spectresel. In, in my last um, against Spectresel, we were playing on the uh, Thrawn list, I was on the outside side, uh, I didn't open my doors, I, I went down to my terminal and kept the door closed, um, Sabine managed to get to the corner and start lobbing bombs in. Uh, I never actually opened my door until, and Zeb, by round three, Zeb and Ezra were both in on my terminal, face-to-face contact with all my figures. I, 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 I don't know how to, I'd love to see the more conservative play because, as ever, most, most mission design will bring, will put the uh, victory points on the table to, to get you out of the command. That's the risk of staying in your command zone, you're surrendering the, uh, the victory points. And Spectre isn't as good at getting victory points. However, it's a very tricky. This is where it still strikes me: is it requires your opponent to be to have bloodlust or to to not respond to your reticence by turning it around and going for points, basically saying, "Okay, you're playing it that way. I can slow it down." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, definitely staying in your deployment zone the entire game, I don't think is the right option. But 
staying just staying conservative and taking the attacks that benefit you more than the sure. risk um, is probably what I would say. Um, so, you know, move six with um, a force rush and and take a shot off at um, at Zeb, and then probably two with parting blow. If you're lucky, kill him. Um, and then, yeah, just just hope that Spectre... Because the, the problem is I, I really haven't gone up against the list a lot, and especially not with my Spectre cell. Um, so I can't really say... Um, exactly how it's supposed to be played, but from my l- very limited experience, sure. that is that has been what I've learned. Okay, so I, I do you want to go over your games themselves, maybe brief or long? I don't know how. Yeah, you sure. Wanna talk about them. Yeah, sounds good. I'll just keep it a little bit in the middle. Um, yeah, you can g- go more into detail into in the post Swiss games. I yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so essentially. Um, just, I think Alistair said we had four rounds of Swiss. Um, round one, I went up against Rob Walker, um, a g- great player uh, here in the UK. He was running an, in- an interesting variation on uh, the Vader Path Throne. Uh, rather than the six acts with uh, loads of officers and death troopers, sorry, seven act, uh, he was running a five or six act with line ambush jet troopers. Which for yeah. me was very scary because the reason Han Rangers is so good against Vader Hub Thrawn is because once you kill Vader, the list has nothing. Hub does not do enough to beat Han Rangers. But jets in your deployment zone, that, that is why I always struggled against Vader jets with Han Rangers. Um, because the time it takes you to kill Vader, jets are, on most missions, jets are picking up six to eight points every round. And then you have another. T- you have some really tanky units to deal with. Whereas with Vader Hub Thrawn, kill Vader, the list falls apart. You've basically won. Uh, so I was a little scared going in. Um, <clears throat> it was very dependent, um, I, I, I think just like in some of Alistair's games, on a little bit of inexperience. Um, so round one, so we were playing on Uscrew Droids, I think it was, round one? I believe that was true from here. All right. Um... And essentially, he moved his Vader so that my Han would have two shots of him at round one, because he thought Vader had moved, but he had only moved with a Gideon push. But he thought Han had already activated, so he moved Vader into a very exposed spot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he, won't, he won't do that again. No, no, exactly. That was the so... fun game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He exactly. wished that happened in practice. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I, I took full advantage of that. Han took two shots. I took a risk, um, as in... On Han's first shot, I added a surge for plus two damage with Hera, rather than saving it for the potential accuracy on the second attack. My reasoning was that plus two damage here, if I get through the attack on the on the next, if I get through any da- damage on the next attack, it's most likely going to be around two anyway, and at least here it's guaranteed. Um, turned out that then um, later I max rolled but missed on accuracy. So um, there you go. Um, but I still think that, that was the right option. Um, so Vader took what, what I've six learned from or seven games playing this game is anytime you have like an assassinate your hand and something that you want dead only has one health left and you go oh try to do it now or later it's almost always right to do it now <laughs> yeah <laughs> to always go Crazy. for the sure thing rather than the the, the next thing I always sure. regretted yeah. holding off so. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, so yeah that that was really good um, resulted in uh, Vader taking something between six and eight damage which is amazing oh, the Vader um, player that that puts the fear in you once you see that six. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, round two, um, the doors that I opened were his terminal door and my center door. I was in the bottom zone, the um, imperial-looking side with a cross. 
and uh, I, w- I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, because initiative was his, but I take initiative, and Vader, with the right cards, could run in and obliterate my, my ranges. He did not have a parting blow, uh, sorry, I mean unshakable. He could still have parting blow, but he didn't have the combo, at least. Um, so I was a little confident with that. But I decided to try something different. Um, what I did is I took initiative, I was able to take it, but instead of activating my largely unfocused rangers, who would most likely do nothing, I activated my smuggler, who uh, might have played set for stun on Vader <laughs> and run away. <laughs> do, yeah. Do, 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 are you really running the, this awful card? <laughs> oh, I, I, I did feel it's, bad it's, because it's he didn't even it's know fair. that set for stun it's did like, that. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, I mean, it, it works. I mean, it yeah, works. It, it, it's also it's universal. The only problem is, and you never want this to be happening in a regional game, is having to call no. the judge over and explain. Because uh, exactly. everybody who first figures it out for the first time goes, what? And then wants to read it, and then wants to go, what? And then it's a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. and yeah. that was literally exactly what happened. Because um, at first he was like, okay, whatever. Um, but then I explained to him and um, the others in the room as well explained that this has been the new ruling. Um, he was not happy. Yeah, um, yeah I, probably as surprised as I was, but yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, from there, it just didn't really go his way, because that meant he had to activate Vade immediately to prevent him taking more fire, and his activation was clear stun and moved two back into towards his deployment zone. And it's like, that's not what you want to do with Vader, because then, then, because then just R2, I'm going to draw another card, and around I'm going to get three more cards, so then next round I'm get, just going to dive bomb you completely. Um, yeah. So basically from there, there was a little shuffling forwards and backwards. It's eventually, Vader was left on one health, and my last range shot, which was focused, could not do that one damage. Um, he then body blocked with Palpatine, or something like that. Um, and then here comes the hero. R2. He is two spaces away from Vader, because Vader's by my terminal. R2 shoots Vader, and he gets the um, uh, the one damage search search, I think, or something like that, but but it didn't get some nice damage. Um, and he rolled 1-1. One, one. So he would have killed him there, but he re-rolled his die into the two block. Um, but that was so <laughs> close for R2 making the shot of the year. A shot I really wish had gone through at Nordics, but uh, well... Um, and yeah, um, I assume you still there, feel it, it's a it's a silly card, but I'd love to see it more. I, st- I assume you still don't feel there's any space for exposed uh, which weakness. Oh, I, I yes. assume you don't because I I, mm. I wonder about exposed weakness because it, a, anything with an action cost is still abysmal yeah. in terms of cards. However, in a specter environment, um, just having if you have a throwaway figures like smugglers or even R two, just to be able to say the next shot will have here's three. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, imagine Focus Han shooting Kanan with PS3. That's amazing. Hmm. Um, I, I, wonder, I wonder about it, but there's such competition for the Zeros these days. It's hard to imagine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, f- from there, um, he decided to shoot my Harrow with his jets. Also, his jets major roll, low rolled. His two jet shots with his, with his Lion Ambush activation did four damage to Gideon. Hmm. So it was pretty abysmal. Um, but yeah, then he decided to shoot Hera. Which, you know, I, I can see why he did that. The problem was I played on the lamb, moved four, and from there Hera could just move one and um, do the last damage to Vader. Um, 
And from there, there wasn't really any way for him to recover because next round, Call the Vanguard one-shotted. Um, it didn't one-shot. Palpatine already had like seven damage on him, but um, a Call the Vanguard did the last few damage or something like that. Now, before anybody feels too bad about him, he did make cut. Uh, he did make cut. Yes, uh, sneaked in at anybody... eighth spot, I think, or something like that. Um, so yeah, he definitely did um, get into the top cut, which is, you know, very well deserved. Um, but yeah, that was that game. It was a bit of a bloodbath, but um, I think that even though he... T- I didn't think Vader attacked once that game. And considering that Vader didn't attack once that entire game, he he did manage to save the game pretty well. Um, so yeah, that was game one. Um, game two, I went up against Oli, um, which, just like Alice said, he was running the... Chewbacca, Ahsoka, Tress, Jin list. Um, a, a very, very fun combo. Um, and had he just played you round one, Alistair? He had, yep. That was a, a very, very close game, but uh, neither of us really killed quickly enough, and uh, I had a very good surprise attack that didn't, you know, pounce attack that didn't really square off, and he managed to kill my droids to make it a, a, uh, a close game, his win. Um, but Fair enough. Um, so yeah, this game, uh, it was Mos Eisley pick up crates, which he was very worried about because he had no smugglers, but I had two smugglers, and smugglers love the pick up crate mission. It, 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 you know, it, it was designed for them. It was designed for them. Um, the big thing, probably the biggest swing, was that round one, he mispositioned with his Ahsoka, allowing Han to kill her round one. Um, so Ahsoka jumped, picked up a crate, and then moved to two. And he was counting line of sight from Han from the top, um, from the middle hallway. So he went down. The problem is I then just ran my Han around and shot him twice. Uh, once with focus, once with tools. And that did enough damage to kill her. Easily. Um, that was massive. That's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a feel-bad moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that, that is absolutely massive. Um, and then I had all the land in my hand, so Han was pretty aggressive. He took a couple of shots into Tress. I think he might have even one shot at her with Element or something. Um, so it, it, it was a really, really good round. Um, I don't remember much from this game, um, but it was a really, really good game. And Chewie really pulled his weight, as you know. Um, Ollie is an amazing Chewbacca player um, and really knows how to run him well. Um, and between a few lamb shots between us, um, there was a lot of dodging forwards and backwards. Uh, not literal dodging by the dice, I mean <laughs> positioning dodging. Um, and essentially, I lost one or two ranges. Um, Han did die, eventually, but he dodged one attack, he on the lambed another. Eventually Chewbacca got in to get the kill shot, but it, it took a lot... Oh, no, actually, that was Jin. Yeah, exactly. Jin ended her activation next to Han, forcing it to trigger, to activate her trigger. And he was focused, added tools, um, four die attack into Han, didn't dodge. Um, but from there, um, I, re- I knew that I I probably could kill Chewbacca, but that wasn't my path to victory. Um, I just managed, my smugglers were just picking up crates constantly, um, and then killing Tress, Ahsoka, and. Then when Jin moved in for the the potential winning move um, to be able to kill a ranger, my R2 moved around and which who she couldn't see, and then with the help of Hera managed to stun her. And from there he just conceded because I would easily kill Jin, and that was that would take me to forty. I have to say I, I've never really conceded in this game, but I have started conceding 
sometimes now where you just can see the uh, the game is lost. I can see my last one against Spectre, so when uh, Vader died before I killed a Spectre. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it, it, that's again not a shame, but it's it's now become a little bit. I feel less bad about conceding now because I think sometimes it's uh it, you can tell. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, so yeah, that was game two. So two in a record, pretty pleased. Um, hadn't gone up against Spectre yet, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, so then round three, I went up against uh, David Gow, uh, also a great player in the UK. Um, he was running ScumVP, he was the only Scum player there. But he had, uh, you know, the classic Scum VP of uh, Hondo's. Well, he wasn't being the only Scum Java. player. I remember, remember I played uh, an Iggy Ugnaught, which was Triss. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Triss was running that, wasn't he? I completely forgot about that. Um, but yeah. Um, Didn't so... do very well, but uh, good for him for going with something uh, fresh and mm, different. Yeah, Again, sure. I, think, I think there's too much um, fun and creativity uh, on the line for most UK matches for it to ever be a total Spectre washout. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, what he did do differently is that most um, Scumby PU lists don't run uh, weak ways anymore, just because they don't do that well against Spectre. The re- ranges are much better uh, than weak ways, because for one, you have the amazing swings with the uh, three of them and their troopers, which is amazing, but also just their one extra health. Six damage is easy for any Spectre member t- t- to do in one attack, but seven? That is actually very difficult. Um, which is, you know, surprising because it's only one damage difference, but it actually does change a lot. Um, but, I mean, weak is obviously very scary farm ranges. Um, so, spoiler alert, I did go up against David in uh, the top in, in the top 8 cut, so hopefully I won't mi- mix up too many um, details. But what happened is we were playing on um, Weapons Tarkin. And the funny thing was, the only two announced at that point, that was me, David, and then two Spectre Cell lists. We were both absolutely scared crapless, because we knew that if we go up against Spectre on Tarkin weapons, that is terrible. This is not the map you want to go up against Spectre on. But luckily for us, we drew the one in three and uh, got paired up against each other, so we didn't need to see Spectre yet, which was really good. Um, So yeah, um, from there... Uh, I took the... He did not have Devious, because very few mercenary lists run Devious nowadays. Um, and I won initiative. I took the exterior side, just because that treehouse is so good against any ranged units. Um, yeah, you don't want... Did he Did he have IG? No, he did not. Yeah, okay. Yeah, still, it still goes for other ranged units to hide in there, pop out, and exactly. take a shot. Yeah. So here is if IG. It's broken. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it's stupid. Um, when I first saw the map, I <laughs> like I usually do. I saw it, took one look at how range, and said, "Nope." Then I um, betrayed over to um, uh, IG weakways, but I just couldn't get it to work in the same way I could get Han ranges to work. So I changed back just before nationals, and uh, that uh, <laughs> turned out pretty well, which you can listen in another episode. Um, but yeah. Probably one of the best things from this game was um, I killed Jabba round one. <laughs> what? Wow, whoa. Because he opened wow. his door. Really? Yeah, and I had two focused rangers um, who moved one, two, snipe Jabba for five damage, two back. Next one, oh, move, move, okay. move two, shoot. And that is massive. You kill Jabba round one, they're losing a card yeah. every round. They're losing a point every time. I don't understand they... how, how you... I don't understand how you had line of sight to him. I mean, yeah, but... Because he's in the car. It's a mistake. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I know. That's but what he's because essentially, um, it's very hard to explain without just pointing on the map because I have my range is in a neat line. They're 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 all yeah. three of them um, on the very. So if you imagine uh, the deployment zones are top left and top right, I have them at the bottom of my yeah. deployment zone, just lined up. That meant okay. that if they go one two, they're in line with the um, uh, what's it called the treehouse, which then means everything above the treehouse they can see. And his job was in the okay. top right corner of his deployment zone. Yeah. So then I was able to take those He's... range twelve shots. You won initiative, so you did deploy first, right? Yes. So, and he did still put his Java like in line of I mean, not directly in line of sight, but in future line of sight of your ranges. Uh, the the, the thing weird, is, technically, yeah. yes, he should have deployed after me. But the thing is, um, one, he wasn't really expecting me to go for Java. Um, okay. But two. We we mostly uh, deployed at the same time. Um, okay. Very yeah. very rarely. I know how it goes. Yeah, enough, yeah, exactly. In my game against Triss's uh, Iggy Jabba, I uh, sent Vader over happily to Jabba, thinking he would do really well. But his Iggy and his Trandoshans managed to kill just about the entire rest of my list before I got to Jabba. So actually, he got very good profitability out of me putting Vader the wrong direction, and again reiterated to me how it felt. So much dependent hung on Vader and Thrawn and Palpatine yeah. being a pointy list together. Yeah, how yeah I chose exactly. To play it. I thought I could split healthily. I could not. Um, so yeah, essentially how the game went was um, Sabine died um, without doing much before drawing graffiti, which is great, um, between a couple of ranged shots. Um, and I had to call the Vanguard swing and such. Uh, Greedo took an early shot. Um, I can't remember from who, but he was at like four damage or something. Um, there was a very sticky situation towards the bottom of uh, the map. Uh, you know the hallway by my terminal, but the hallway that goes vertically down um, towards the hangar? Basically, my Han was around there, and his owner and Honda was there. That led to some very interesting, and I don't. it, it definitely wasn't slow play, but we were both really conservative about what we wanted to do, because, you know, one wrong move, and because he knew I had lamb, because I stood there, I knew he had enough shots to kill me despite I had lamb. So it was very, you know, where do I want to, what do I want to do here? Because essentially I was going to play fleet-footed to move five and then play element of surprise to kill Hondo. And he was focused, which, you know, nine damage with Hera's help is very doable with a focus on. Uh, but then he negated, uh, posi- um, uh, not positioning, uh, fleet-footed, which then meant I couldn't do that, uh, which was a shame. But um, it was a very, very, very tight, tight game. Um, I did manage to pull out the win. Uh, killing Sabine, killing Greedo, and killing Jabba was massive. Um, I might have killed Ona, but I don't think so. Um, I just got a lot of objective points, um, which eventually led to me um, winning, because I, I took a risk. Um, he had three cards left in deck, and I decided to run up a ranger and shoot Greedo, because I had a gut feeling that he didn't have lamb. I, I just had that that sticky feeling that I should kill Greedo right now. He didn't have lamb, um, the ranger died in the return fire, or the parting shot, which you know is fair enough. I expected that, but I felt that at that at that point I was in the lead because I'd killed Jabba, um, killed Credo, and killed Sabine, and then essentially it's two equays, Hondo Onar versus two rangers and Han, which you know it's very doable for them to do, but um, yeah. Um, eventually, I managed to pull out the win by just sneaking through enough points um, with objectives. Um, Han did die because of his excellent positioning. Um, Han dodged the Hondo attack. Or no, he didn't dodge the Hondo attack. 
uh, he only took few enough damage that I, I didn't need to on the lamp. But then when Onar shot, he managed to position well enough that Han couldn't get out of, out of line of sight, which was very well played on his part. So Han did die, um, but between a lot of range of fire. Um, and I think I, I took down um, Onar, but I'm not sure. Eventually resulting in a win for me by just by the skin of my teeth. But very, very good game, well played on both sides, and down to the wire, absolutely. So at that point, 3-0 record, uh, going into the final game before the cut, and at that point I was guaranteed the cut, because if you go 3-1, you're definitely getting into the cut. Um, because we had only 16 pe 14 people, but still a top 8 cut, uh, which was interesting. So we, we had a really good chance to get in. Um, and I was drawn up against Paula Boyle, running Spectre Cell. So my first Spectre matchup of the day. Um, and he was running Doubt Spectre, which, you know, it is the va variant that Han Ranger struggles the most against, but I have practiced against it a lot, so I do feel relatively confident. Um, the big thing that happened this game, so, uh, again, I positioned my Ranger so that I could take a lot of shots. He played very conservatively. Um, I, I was a little too aggressive with the Smuggler because I'm used to my transparent doors that I use, but, um, he used his, um, um you know, solid color ones. That meant that I couldn't see his Sabine behind his door. So I moved a smuggler pretty aggressively, which uh -huh. was just... Uh, Always uh, ask. So, yeah, yeah, exactly, because that's for like, some reason like just completely... Vassal will complete. not teach you, so all that Vassal practice and... <laughs> the <real> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so she killed a smuggler early, which is very annoying. Um, he just played really, really well this game. Um, he kept Sabine very safe. Um... That on top with a couple of timely dodges with her. Um, I just couldn't kill her fast enough. And uh, between Zeb then rushing in, um, I did have a nice start around where, you know, I killed Sabine and Zeb, but that was after, you know, end of round swing, start of round swing, and run away, and I only just got the got the killer of both of them. Um, and a celebration off, which was very nice. Um, but still, I've used a lot of cards, I'm weak, I've activated my rangers, and he still has Kanan, Ezra, uh, Sabine, and uh, not Sabine, uh, Hera, and Chopper, which is very scary. Um, basically, th the reason I stayed in the game for so long was because my Han dodged three times, three Ezra shots, uh, which was very lucky. But despite that, um, he was just constantly getting these attacks in, and he just had the firepower, uh, or the punishing power, um, to get through me, because the problem was... My rangers died before they played Assassinate, Primary, and Heightened. And if that happens to you, you are in a very sticky situation, because those cards alone win games. I mean, that's not even a surprise. So, if if I had managed to get my start around, if he hadn't taken initiative and killed the ranger before he could then mega shot, pretty much, you know, playing all three cards and taking out Kanan in nearly one shot, I probably could have had a chance to win. But, um, yeah... Uh, between very, very well play on his part, and I've never gone up against a Spectacel so conservative. Usually they charge, which has been to my advantage. But, um, yeah, so he won the game eventually. Because, um, basically, um, Han uh, could kill Kanan. Han can easily kill Kanan, that's not even a surprise. But then it becomes Han versus Ezra, and then it becomes who dodges more times and who gets on the lamp first. And I dodged more times, and I had on the lamp first, but I still couldn't get through him, because every time he, I dodged, he recovers two damage, which then becomes a whole nother attack I have to waste on him. 
Um, <clears throat> so yeah, he managed to win that one, uh, leaving me on a three and one. So not too bad. And yeah, that was Swiss. That's cool. So NSA, you didn't make it into the cup, right? Well, two and two, very very close. Okay. My last match was actually against a playing uh, a very good vector, uh, and as I said, really cleaned up with me. So my losses were against Ollie's uh, list and this Spectre list. But as I said, the two other games, one of which a very good friend playing well, playing a, a silly Jabba Iggy list. Blaze of Glory first turn and his um, junk droids well against my officers. Um, playing Trandos and um, the uh, under duress uh, managed to also get off the uh, um, corrupting force in the first turn. So Oh, Very wow. nice to play against, but I actually think that it's not down to the luck, because sometimes you're going to see Blaze first turn. A uh, big mistake for me there was to actually split um, and take Vader away, because I put Vader to threaten his Jabba, and he just ran his uh, Iggy over to my, my side, Blazed first turn, and then was able to wipe through Palpatine. Gone didn't do much. Death Troopers didn't blur. So, again, learning for me there. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, was, uh, it, it, it didn't... It, there wasn't a big difference between making the cut and not, but uh, the as I said, the Spectre mission against the guy I was explaining out the rules to really was what re- made me feel like I was. Uh, that took the wind out of my sails when it was that hard to to get through, and um, with the way I was playing, even even against somebody who was still learning, uh, just because how much damage you needed to do. So that was it for me. Indeed, indeed. Okay. So onto the top cut. Um, Originally, we had... F- now it gets, in- gets interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, essentially, we had five Spectre Cells in the top cut, but unfortunately, one of them had to drop because of personal reasons, um, causing Tom, um, ninth, to take his place. And Tom was running... I didn't play Tom, but Tom was running a very, very interesting list. He was running Inquisitor, DP, and Emperor, um, which, according to his uh, theorizing, should do very well against Spectre. And I think it will. Um, but yeah, so then we had... Should have four Spectre Cells. No, it must... At that point, it must have been three Spectre Cells. So it must have been four Spectre Cells in the cut, and then three um, because of the drop. Um, because the matchups were me versus um, David once more. So, But then all the other matchups had one Vader... Uh, sorry, uh, one Spectre Cell and one uh, something else. Um, so once again, David and I lucked out by not going up against Spectre Cell. So this mission was on Mos Eisley Control. And this was very, very, very tight. Uh, um, yeah. Against Spectre. Oh, uh, no, no, no. It wasn't against Spectre. It was against David oh, with his... Um, oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was pretty lucky start of the game. I'm going to be honest. Um, he was very aggressive with Hondo, um, which I don't think he should have been. But essentially, he moved Hondo all the way down to his bottom side. So he had the interior side. I had the exterior side. Which is not as good for me, but he won initiative, so he chose it. Um, and what he did was he double moved Hondo. Uh, no, he single moved Hondo and played planning because he's leader, which is crazy. Um, but he moved down to the stash um, where he thought he was safe. He he was really not. Uh, rangers can easily make that shot. Um, so two focused ranger shots. He did have lamb, so he got rid of lamb. But I mean, I mean that that is massive. Get. Putting five damage yeah. on Honda and getting rid of Lamb round one is that that eases my game <laughs> so much for the rest of the for the rest of the day. Um, the other big part was um, he focused Greedo and double moved him to um, those the double sash in the middle, 
The problem was that I then activated Han, who moved one space, still adjacent to 3PO, focused, shot him, with the help of Hera killed him, and then in the parting shot I dodged. And I really feel bad, because if those dice had been opposite, it would have been a very different game. But he shot me, I dodged. Um, so, and then I played Celebration. So right there, I'm up eight points to zero. Um, I've got rid of Lamb, and I've stopped, uh, and, and I've given, um, and I've stopped him from taking any objective points round one. He might have had one from a stash up top with a weak way or something, but he wasn't holding the ones with Greedo, and he wasn't holding the one with Hondo. So that's massive. That's a six point swing plus the eight from the kill, plus whatever you want to call it for Lamb is. It was a huge round one. Uh, so all in round one. That's that's nice. Yes, yeah. yes. It, it was you know th the dream round one. I'm yeah yeah exactly. I mean even killing Hondo, I would have rather had Hondo live, and I got rid of Lan than killing him right there. So um, from there, I'm trying to think because like I said, we both played and the games were very very similar. This time Sabine was you know because this map benefits Sabine a little more. Because she can just hide behind... Because in the middle hallway, there are two pieces of red terrain. But they are positioned so that you can't really shoot behind your opponent's red terrain unless you really expose yourself. So his Sabine could just stand behind his red terrain. One, two, three, four. Grenade, three to four of my figures. One, two, three, four back. And he did have the advantage of drawing... Um, uh, Rebel Graffiti round one, which did go his way. So it wasn't a perfect round one for me. But round two, I drew negation and negated it when he played it. So that was good. Um, let's see. So from there, there was a lot, a lot, lot, lot going on. Um, Hondo definitely stayed on the safe side, which he, which he should, because I mean, you know, he's taken five damage and yeah, losing him is bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, especially if you already spent all the lamb on him. <laughs> exactly, and now that um, because I can't really rely on on killing um Jabba, can I? Because you know he's all the way on the other side of the map. So suddenly, every smuggler kill is massive. So I played very defensively with my smugglers. They weren't really picking up points. They were just... They ran out, got me two points one round. Then they took a grenade from Sabine for two damage. And then they double moved back into my deployment zone where they could never be, reach, be reached all game. So it's like, yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> um, so from there... Um, that's tricky because I don't remember much happening. But eventually... Um, it was, once again, a Han Ranger uh, versus Onar off. Um, right up, so if you imagine the um, exterior deployment zone as uh, downright, then I ran upright all the way up that hallway just to get some more points and to, you know, just line up some shots on the weak ways who were there. Then his Onar double moved there, <coughs> um, which is very scary. Um, and yeah, I did not lose Han this game, but... Uh, Onar took an end of round Han shot, um, which did did six damage, and he also took a cool Vanguard shot, which was disgusting. Um, I rolled one damage, one damage, and he was hidden, so he gave himself an evade. So he took two damage from a cool Vanguard, which was not it, it, it was really bad. Um, but from there, Onar just double moved, um, basically all the way through the middle um, uh, middle hallway. And then, not to my terminal, but basically to that corner just above my terminal where he's very, very, very safe. And at this point, it was very, very, very tight. Ah, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Before all of the Onar debacle, and I'm sorry for jumping back, but I, I <laughs> killed Jabba again um, with a focused ranger, 
he moved one two, <laughs> and because this time Jabba had taken because he had black markets, so Jabba had taken two damage. So between a focus and an assassinate, I kill Jabba, which is massive. So once again, he's... with one ranger shot. Yeah. I mean, and and cards, of course. But... Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think I used Hera. Um, but I mean, I did get the thirteen accuracy required, which you know, with rangers is very doable. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, that was massive, which is great. Um, but from there, um, obviously Onar took all the damage and ran away. Um, before doing that, Onar did kill a ranger, so that did even the score a little bit. And that's when it became really, really tight. Uh, I can't remember the exact scores, but basically, um, he only had Sabine to go. Oh, he had Sabine and, uh, Hondo, and I had Han and, I think, Hera. So Hera didn't do anything. Um... Oh, rather, Hondo didn't do anything, then Herod did nothing. He had to go with Sabine, so he had a very difficult choice. He could either double-move Sabine into the middle stashes. If he did that, then I had two paths to victory. Either Han moves and shoots Sabine twice and wins that way, or he double-moves all the way around to get one end-of-round shot at um, Ona and hope I max troll. Um, but what he did was he body-blocked with Sabine, because by our calculations, um, it would only take it to the tiebreaker if I went to the middle stashes. But then when he did that, I had to take think really carefully. I checked the points, and in the case of a tiebreaker, I would win, because I had more points from kills. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I double-moved Harney into the center stashes for the win. Uh, because it had, because but... time had been called. Um, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, David is an amazing player, and <sighs> that game was so tight. Um, it, it was the tightest game of the day. I'll, I'll say, I'll say that. Um, really, really down to that last, those last few activations. Um, yeah, because I knew Han wasn't going to die because I had And yeah, so that was uh, the top eight. Still, sounds like still it wasn't a steamroll. It was still a, a close game, right? So yeah, it, it was really, really close. Um, if he had moved Sabine into that middle. Um, it would have been very difficult for me to win because either I would have taken the chance of a one in three chance of winning because I because I, I need to kill Sabine with two shots and then with one in six and one in six of a dodge that then becomes uh, one in three chance of a dodge and then I have one in three chance of losing or I double move him all the way over to Ona and then I need to kill him and around which means I need to roll seven which is Han's max because Han was not focused at this point so it was very very okay. um, yep. tight tight and very very well played on his part obviously he shouldn't have brought Jabba along because he didn't do very much uh, he actually told me that in all five of his games that day Jabba died <laughs> which is crazy um, but, but yeah I, I mean heads. I mean, without a doubt taking that risky shot on Jabba um, which then paid off because I killed him that it was the biggest path to my win because Jabba's six points and he's stopping a point from every time he kills my figures so, because people always say, oh, why would you shoot Jabba? Because he's just, you know, he's not a fighter. Because the amount of value in that six-cost figure is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was uh, the top eight. And so all of the other... So I-, I can say who the top eight were. Obviously, the matchups were me and David. Then we had Paul, obviously, f- with his 4 on record. Uh, I can't remember who he went against, but I think he went against Ollie, because Ollie also made the top cut. Then we had two more Spectre Cells. Uh, one of them played Rob, my round one opponent, with his Vader Palpatron. 
Then the other one played Tom with his Emperor Inquisitor um, DP. All three Spectres for one. They're top eight matchups. So the top four was Han Rangers, <laughs> okay. Cell, Spectre Cell, Spectre Cell. So I knew if I win the top four, basically to win the tournament, I have to beat Spectre Cell. To get Spectre Cell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was like, all right, let's see how this goes. So at this point, we have played five games, leaving one left, um, because you always rotate all, all the full six before resetting. And that last one was Uzkrug Control. Um, the biggest thing from this game, uh, and I was coming up against uh, Spectel, obviously, but he was running extra armor Spectel, which is very good for me. The biggest thing from this game is that he wasn't very experienced going up against rangers. So basically, instead of spreading out his ra- his um, uh, his Spectre Cell to be able to get to me, he moved all of his Spectre Cell to his terminal. And that's fine for me, because I just move all my figures to my terminal. And now suddenly our figures are 14 spaces away from each other, and my rangers can do 14 spaces if you show your face. Easily. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So... That, that was massive. Um, and then from there, um, he slowly started making him to make his way towards me. But here's the big thing. He put his Zeb and Sabine in his middle hallway from his deployment zone. So he had the, once again, he had the um, um, top zone, I suppose you could call it, the um, scummy looking one. Whereas I had the imperial looking side once more. And he moved his figures into the center hallway. By doing that, I then realized that, okay, at the end of the round, both center doors are going to open, and I have my swing cards, you know, neg- initiative coming my, my way, negation, call the vanguard, and hunter cards. So what I did is I moved my rangers into the middle. So then when the next round came, and I, I, I had lamb at this point, so by the time the next round came, um, the, the rangers did low roll, um, I'll, I'll give them that, but they did kill Sabine. I was expecting them to do more, but they killed Sabine and did a little bit of damage to... Um, uh, but I mean, killing Sabine is massive. Um, then from the rest of the game, without a doubt, the MVP of this game was Han. Han pretty much single-handedly took out Ezra, Zeb, and Kanan. What? It, it wasn't okay. completely single-handedly, but with three shots around, with two or three of them focused, and with Hera boost, and with Lamb, and with the possibility of a dodge, it's just so much for your opponent to get through. Because it was like, his Ezra moves up to my Han, he plays Pummel. Um, the first attack, I dodge, so I just stay there and return fire. Uh, no, I'm getting ahead of myself once again, because that was far later. Because Zeb moves around, um, shoots Smuggler, who dodges uh, nicely. Han moves up and does two attacks, which together do a really good amount of damage. Um, and then when the next round comes along, when Ezra and Kanan are up there as well, um, he goes with Ezra. Uh, I'm getting the details very mixed up here. Um, but basically, Han got a couple of shots into Kanan. Eventually, after Han had done so much work, Ezra moved up to Han, attacked him with Pummel, dodge, return fire for like 4 or 5 damage, with focus on Hera. Uh, next attack, um, I on the land, um, back in safety, and there was no way for him to get to me. That then meant that my rangers, who had been untouched the entire game, had clear line of sight to finish off Ezra, Kanan and Zev. Ouch. So it was a bloodbath. That's bad. The final score was 40 to 6. And that was from one stash <laughs> okay. and a Hera kill. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds good. That's it was good. very good. <laughs> um, yeah, because I did not know Han could do that much against Spectre Cell. 
but the amount of raw value in him. Because having last activation, I'm getting two attacks in on whoever I want. If they attack me and I have Lem in my hand, that means not only I'm surviving the attack, but also because no Spectre Summoner can, can kill Han in one attack, which, which is why it's so refreshing in, in regards to Hunters. Uh, in comparison to Hunters, I mean. Because Hunters can one-shot Han, yeah. but Spectre Cell can't. They need to use their, both okay. their attacks. You know, two attacks with Hummel or Spectre Cell, and I could dodge. I could dodge one of them, or I could play on the land. And the amount of, I mean, I'm repeating myself, but raw value that Han puts out because he is a damage-dealing machine, and he actually chews through Spectre Cell when they're, when they're in his grill, and he just shoots them. If you can get him consistently focused, I can I can see that, yeah. But, I mean, for new players that here you're now talking about Han and Rangers and him being very valuable against, the, against Spectre, then the thing is that this doesn't come off like... Like, just from building the list, it's how you yes. place Han, how you place Sifrebio, how you place uh, Gideon, so you can get these focuses Exactly. Uh, you haven't um, mentioned my getting doubted or formation. getting re-rolled. Like, you, you haven't mentioned uh, suffering from your opponent's sort of cards, because I think, I feel that one of the, the tricky things about your your list is, is the you need those attacks to be effective, because you know, yeah. a good Spectre should be coming for you. It's wrong of him to go to that side away from you. But, mm. um, you know, the thing about Doubt is the, the option when you need it to re-roll a die and then kill that die with Tough Luck if you have it just to, you know, kill range or, or take an attack out. I mean, as we all know, that's massive. You haven't described many circumstances where that's happened. Um, has it... Was this a Spectre that you were playing? Did it have Doubt? Uh, no, this was an extra armor, Doubt, but uh, Paula Boyle was running Doubt. Yeah. And did he get to use it to any good effect to really negate a big shot, or...? Uh, I, I don't think he tapped it. He might have, um, but it, it's like removing one focus around um, is massive, but he only really removed my round one focus. All the other rounds, I was able to pump out the focuses as soon as I got them, which is exactly what you want. Um, I mean, his Sabine one-shotting my um, 3 po certainly didn't help that, but um, yeah, um, he didn't get that much value out of doubt, but I mean... The card is better in much more circ many more circumstances, so I do think that the doubt is much better, especially against Hunters. Um, but it just didn't really do much in my um, uh, Swiss Four Got it. game. Uh, but yeah, uh, going back to Han Rangers, um, the thing with Han Rangers is that my opinion before the Lothal Major was that Han Rangers was the ultimate glass cannon list. If played correctly, it can outperform any list. But if played incorrectly, one small mistake will cost you the game. I mean, that happened versus Yeppe. I overexposed my rangers, I lost the game. If I had not overexposed my rangers, I most likely would have won. It sounds like some of your games against uh, David shouldn't have been as close as they were either. Goes to show that. Uh, uh... Exactly. Exactly. Um, Han rangers is, a v and now it's Lothal in, in the mix, it's very difficult to get Han rangers to work. And I'm not just saying that because, you know. It's it, it's because it really is if you if your deployment is not picture perfect you are not getting the round one shots off you need and if you're not getting the round off shot the round one shots you need you are not really doing much that game because round one is set round one sets the foundation for the game just like in uh, my game against David um, in the top eight round one I got all that value out which is you know just so much and yeah um, it is a difficult list to play. Um, but when played correctly, it can work. 
and between R2 and um, High Command, you, you are getting the cards you need, which is vital. Yep. Okay, so that this was the, the semi-final, yes, right? Yes, the top four game. So, yeah. the final match of the day, um, up against the final Spectre Cell of the day, and once again, up against Paula Boyle. Uh, my, and which map was it? It was Uskru Droids. Which is which is uh, okay. interesting because it doesn't really benefit both of us, or rather, it benefits both of us. He has a cautious approach, but I get more time to draw cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So this game, because um in the finals we had a lot of time on our hands instead of sixty-five minutes, we had I think one hundred and five. So you know, way more time, so we could be very much more careful with our with our moves. Um, Rangers move up to the middle. Um, body blocked by three PO and some smugglers which is exactly what you want, so that they don't take any long-range shots. Sabine is conservative. Basically, all of his units are pretty conservative. Um, interesting thing, he split up Ezra and Kanan. Kanan decided to stick around with the Zeb. And I think it was the end of round two, um, but uh, round one, not much happened. Um, but then the doors that opened... I'm actually not sure which doors opened, but uh, a couple of doors opened, and most likely my middle one. And, and his, uh, <laughs> a couple yeah. of doors. Uh, I think both of our middle doors opened, but don't quote me on that. Did you get a hand shot? I assume you wouldn't let that happen. I, I don't think I did, because he, uh, uh, he he positioned all his units that, you know, I would have needed to double move into his grill to do that, and I, and I never want to move into his grill. Because the, the, way, the trick with Han, and because a lot of people will, you know, do something like, Okay, I will double move out and take this shot because I have on the lamb, and that gives me say that gives me um, some extra assurance. That is not the case. You have on the lamb as a worst case scenario when you really need it, because if you are if you are running around triggering on the lamb because you want to get some value out of Han, then once they start targeting Han, you have nothing to show for it. Whereas if you save it, take the safe shots with Han, he's going to become the ultimate unkillable beast endgame. Um, so, round two came along, um, Zeb was over by, um, the, what's it called? Um, the booth, uh, by my terminal, and Han, holding Lamb, decided to take a risk. So, <laughs> so, going against literally what I just said, um, but he, uh, ran towards the center, and he shot, um, Zeb for a couple of damage, I think, maybe Three or four, which is great. Um, then Kanan came along, um, standing behind. No, 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 no. Other way around. He shot Kanan, then Zeb ran, ran along, uh, hiding. Uh, Sabine got to get one non-return fire shot off at Han, but only did I think four or five damage. Um, and I still had Lamb in my hand, and I, and there was no way for me to get to safety and get a return fire off, so there wasn't really much use in me playing it. So I didn't. Um, yeah, eventually. Um, I got the combo I needed, as in negation, initiative coming on my way, hunter cards, and quilt vanguard. I mean, this has been subtle through some of your games, but I think the other thing for people to realize is um, the take initiative swap, especially in a spectre environment. It is, yeah. it, if, if anything, I mean, it was big before. My god, is it big now. Um, it is absolutely the game. Absolutely. I think there was a game, actually, where I was playing in Spectre Cell, where I had take initiative as my last action, except only Vader was alive. Uh, so it wouldn't have been very good to play. Mm. Could have taken yeah. the initiative and tapped later, but uh, that was the only option. <laughs> the only time I had good was playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, eventually, um, I got the cards, and Ezra, and, not Ezra, uh, Kanan and Zeb 
They were both um, by the booth, but they were hidden so that the rangers couldn't shoot them with their rerolls. So I decided to go all in because I had the last activation, initiative coming away, etc, etc, etc. So at this point, Han had run back into... Ah, that was not yet. Um, so the rangers... Well, that was next round. So the rangers, um, they... One of them was able to move four and shoot, and he was focused and shot into uh, Kanan for a little more damage. Uh, but then from there, um, I had all the cards, so then started the next round. Um, um, Kanan and Ezra... Why am I saying Ezra? Zeb uh, took four shots um, with assassinate, heightened primary target, and a focus. Um, actually, not a focus, because that was doubted away. But... I didn't do as much as I wanted to. I really wanted to kill both of them, but I left uh, Zeb on two damage. Actually, one damage even. So even more annoying. But, you know, not complaining. Um, actually, yes, I, I am complaining, but uh, <laughs> um, it, it wasn't too bad. Uh, and then, of course, the Rangers... You don't want people to think you had an easy ride. To... No, no, yeah, exactly. Storytelling, one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, from there, um, the Rangers then just moved back once. And then Zeb obviously can do a lot. Um... But what well, I, I think did... he's, he's an absolute powerhouse. The uh, other team, I think. I think it's yes, real surprise yes, exactly. to people how he feels that he doesn't have that lightsaber that he's avoidable, but actually the multiple attacks can really do it. I've he's got a lightsaber throw. Him, I've seen him. Oh, so sorry. People compare him to the lightsabers. They don't think he's going to be as scary, but he is. Um, I've seen him recover quite a bit too with extra attacks. Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. Because at that point it was round four, and he played Hour of Need, which was very not good fun. Choice. Yeah, exactly. And I was given the tough option whether I wanted to negate it or not, because he hadn't played Rebel Graffiti yet. And Rebel Graffiti is just so big, and I felt confident that I could do five to Zeb. So I decided to not negate it. So Zeb then moved moved around um, the corner, and he could only get his... I think that he only shot um, a smuggler. He might have shot a ranger as well, um, but didn't do enough damage to kill him or something. Um, but yeah, from there, then Han, who was still in the middle of the map then decided to move. So he moved two, um, back towards my zone. He shot Kanan, uh, not Kanan, Zeb. It's getting too late for me to think. Um, he shot Zeb, and he did the five damage needed without Hera, which was very surprising. Unfocused, he rolled seven, um, and Zeb rolled the one with the one extra block to his five, which killed him, which was massive. Um, I was still holding Lamb at this point, so he's down Kanan, um, he's down Zeb, and I'm still holding Lamb. And I've lost maybe one ranger, but I don't think I did. From then... Uh, the fact that you didn't lose more than one ranger is actually surprising by that point, right? And th that's exactly the thing, because yeah. with, with careful play, you, you, that's what you need to do. Because you need to use the initiative to your advantage. And just take all the shots exactly when you need them. Never run into your opponent's face with Spectre Cell, when they can just get you back immediately. Um, so yeah... Um, from there then, his Sabine flew around and decided to try and take the kill shot on Han. Because I had... Oh my god, yeah, I didn't have Lamb at that point. But before he went with Sabine, I had okay, Black yeah, we'll, edit all, we'll edit all this later. You'll, you'll, we'll make Beautiful, it sound like thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, I am sorry for the messiness of this, but um, <laughs> it, it was all very strict. So it, it, it was um, uh, a little habity-jabity here and there. Um, but essentially... Um, I do not have Lamb, but I have five this is, cards This is just you deck. keeping secret how to beat Spectre. People tuning into this podcast to find out how to beat Spectre, and you're changing the story so they don't they can't crack your code. <laughs> you still want another France over and over again, do you? 
Laundry. You know it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but essentially, um, what then happened was that Hera played black market prices. She drew into On the Lamb and Planning, and then she played Planning for another two cards. But that le- then left me with one card, and I had Lamb in my hand, which is amazing. And that draw was massive, because then Sabine moved up, she threw Grenade at Han, did, t- did the two damage, which is great, for, for him. Um, shot on, I lammed. Here is the big swing. I lammed into safety, and then he activated all his figures um, and attacked a few figures here and there. He, I think he attacked Smuggle and Hera or something. My last activation was Gideon. Gideon focused Han Uh-oh. and moved him two into line of sight for Sabine. End of round, Han shoots Sabine. And remember, Sabine still hasn't played uh, Rebel Graffiti at this point. So end of round, Han shoots Sabine <coughs> for, I think, s- no, it was more than six. It, it was probably eight damage. <coughs> Then, initiative comes my way. He does not have take initiative. No, no, no. Other way around. Because I obviously had initiative because with my negation swing. Initiative went to him, but I drew take initiative, and he didn't have a negation, which was massive. Because then my rangers... Because I decided to go for volume of shots, because I can't guarantee that Sabine doesn't dodge, but I have to kill her, so, I, so I'd rather go for volume of shots. So first attack with the ranger, dodge. Second attack with the ranger, does just enough damage to kill Sabine. And from there... Um, I play Celebration. And then just doing a points count, that's um, 8 for Zeb, 8 for Kanan, taking us to 16, plus 7 uh, from Sabine, plus Celebration, taking us up to approximately, I'm way too tired to count, 26, I believe? 20, no, 27. Um, something like that. I, I'm oh, you, count. you sound like you're telling us because you know, but I didn't realize you're actually working it out. <laughs> I thought you were building up to a big finish. Where you're like, and it's going to be, but actually, you're trying to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I can tell um, you the ending, Isaac. You won, so. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I saw a picture on the internet. So, yeah. Just in case you yeah, forgot. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, you just yeah, like, go exactly. to a fugue state and just lose the rest of the evening at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so from there, Han then moved. Um, Han then was killed by, by Ezra. That was fine. Because my focus Hera played tools and one-shotted Chopper. What that put me to was um, a 34, which meant that my droid end of round would give me the win. Because I, I, at this point, I don't care about Ezra. He can do whatever he wants. He can kill all my rangers for all I care. I just want my one droid to go through, and then I've won. So his, he had to do the, the final thing that he could, which was Hera had to max roll, and I had to min roll. And those droids um, are remarkably resilient with the black die six health. They uh, they are, yeah. and he rolled um, six damage plus his one, so he had a fifty percent chance of killing me, and I rolled the two block, which meant the droid scored, and that took me to the win. And yeah, so a regional cool. win for Han Rangers against Spectre. I think that's the biggest part. And against Spectre, against, you got a yeah, four against, and the yeah. So there were exactly. there were some players, as that's... I said at the end, who felt they were sort of feeling disconnected to the game, but I think uh, because of the Spectre Cell experience, but I think that um, you know, it, it's really as much as I can feel that too, it's really in the face of evidence now, because you've just seen so many events, France National, this regional, others, where you can just show that um, Spectre Cell is, is definitely a, 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 a different plateau of what you need to deal with to play the game, and um, there are lots of ways around it and to beat it if you are enjoying that. So if you are feeling it's uh, putting you off a little bit, there's definitely still ways to get in. But as Isaac said, I mean, it used to be a real first strike game. 
where certainly that was my favorite way to play, and I'm still trying to get over it, where attack fast, run in, and, and sort of beat your opponent before they can react. And I exactly. think that that is just not what worked. That just does not work against Spectre Cell because they gave them that <coughs> tankiness to survive that first attack and then hit back really hard. Um, exactly. So it's 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 a little bit like you know when Jabba introduced hunter cards. It's a little bit like when the rules change for troopers. It is a different game in a similar vein. Um, so if you are if you are struggling with it, as I know many people told me they were, uh, because usually I'm preaching to the choir to those people right after I've lost. Um, but if you are listening to this and you're on the fence about it, there is definitely still game to be had. And I've got a good feeling that when we come to regionals next year, we'll still be seeing lots of people trying stuff that's not Spectre. Maybe playing it in a way that responds to the ways not playing the game Spectre wants to play is a good way to beat them. I agree, yeah. I definitely see a bright future in front of Imperial Assault because <clears throat> the problem I have with Spectre is that when it when it came out, I, want, I did not want to be one of the ones who just... Um, uh, was worried about it. I tried to go in with an open mind and see how it went. Now that I know it can be beaten, and it and it, it really can be beaten by a good player with a good list, it can be beaten easily. Not easily, but um, the problem is the. I don't know if I talked about this previously on, on the podcast, but essentially the bar of Spectre Cell. The bar of Spectre Cell is way more rigid, but it starts way higher than another, but than any of the other lists. So if you do a Spectre Cell. An average player playing Spectre Cell against an average player against non-Spectre Cell, most likely the Spectre Cell player is going to win. But a good player without Spectre Cell playing against an average player with Spectre Cell, and even a good player with Spectre Cell with the right timing and choices done, they can beat it, which is why it annoys me, because all of that efficiency in a pre-built list is just... that, that just goes against the, uh, the song of the game. But it can be beaten, so it's not all doom and gloom, it's just, you know... It's just. Uh, I, th- I think that well, I was I was thinking about this with regards to the guy who I played, who was the family man whose two kids love Rebels and was really enjoying playing it. Um, you know, we want we are on this podcast, which has become more of a skirmish podcast than a campaign podcast because of the nature of the of what we we've sort of said in a way. It's not, not that, that far, far. but, I mean... but it, you know, it, we want to be Armada or X Wing in a way, and and really we're not. This is uh, Imperial Assault is a game that manages to walk a tightrope of still being a campaign game and a skirmish game with, with minimal uh, differentiation between the cards, though we are seeing more of it. Um, and that balance means that it's not got quite the same rigorous intensity as something like a Shade Spire or anything else that are dedicated to the skirmish scene. Uh, the fact that we've made it this long, you know, this well, I think, is actually a testament to how well it's designed, but I feel that Spectre is... It's almost... A real frustration to people who poured a lot of um, love and enjoyment into the into the skirmish scene because it it's taking it back a level um, to to what feels like a slightly as as Isaac says sort of, sort of more of a, a it feels like it feels like a slightly smaller uh, play space than um, than you know even the the meta tournament that will be in the uh, in that Zion's finest thing where there could be a lot of fun so I I think that um, we'll see how the regional season plays out. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what uh, as ever it's always the subtlest factor of how important the map is to these things there's two very cagey maps right now which really helps vector i believe um we'll see we'll see how those how those change things up and uh, yeah it'll be an interesting new year um i i i think that uh, i could see uh, a future that where they just say the specter success such as it were would be to say let's let's create some cards that power up some lists just to make some some sort of standard set. Let's give one to Scum, give one to Imperial. 
something that you know doesn't allow you to play Zillow, for example, because because Spectre takes away the Gideon and uh, and three PO as as the obvious, um, just in time for the spot class Gideon. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, I think we've got it. We've got a good quarter to come back. So th- those those people I have been talking to have been feeling a little bit out of the game. Uh, keep trying, come up with something clever, change your pacing maybe, um, there, and, and sort of just count up the amount of damage you need to do. That's the other thing you have a lot more to get through them to uh, get them off the board. Well said. Yep. Okay. So anything, any closing words on the on the regionals tournament from you two? Um, no, really. It was, um, a was a really, really good tournament. Um, again, well hosted. It's, it's a great store. If you're in the area, I would definitely recommend it. Even if you don't play too much IA, they have um, consistent games workshop uh, and fancy fight game um, tournaments and leagues and stuff like that. So, and all in all, the, the staff there are amazing. So, highly recommend. And yeah, the Science Finance Federation also highly recommend. I do think that it's going to be an amazing way to get games in. So yeah. Yep. I I also try to join in on the the meme tier to to see what I can come up with and play with. So we will see how it goes. Uh, do you can you quickly recap what would be the next tournament in the UK that would be the next regional, of course, that would be launching? Is it in January already, or is it after that? It's definitely in January. January I'm not sure the exact Last weekend at Kirk. Oh, is that the most recent? I believe that's the first one of the season. Nice. Okay, still a bit time away, but there's holidays now, so. Well, I see. FFG just gave up on being able to get a box to... ready for Christmas since the. In the entire time I played the yeah, game, they never I, managed. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they don't even try anymore. Um, I mean, we have we have times of the fall, so it's been out a while. But I think players that aren't that deep into the scene might be picking it up for Christmas or something. So there's still new new thing out there for players that aren't at the the top of the of the release schedule. So okay. With that, we will be heading off into our ending here. Um, this time we didn't talk about anything about campaign, but we will be back with campaign and skirmish stuff next time for probably a special episode, a Christmas episode in about two weeks. I just finished my local campaign and, and I have some thoughts about it. Uh, the finale. For, for, I'm looking forward yeah, to Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking, forward, will, looking forward to talking we'll about, about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah, also I, I played a, a few missions uh, for tabletop or offline group um version but uh, we'll talk about this next episode and yeah so that's it for this episode and with that have a good night thanks for you two to come on the podcast thanks for the awesome report and see you in about two weeks and bye bye see you later see you soon